You want everyone who means something to you to be there and to enjoy it with you, but there is always a limit. We had an idea how many people we We'd love to invite in the perfect world. And then what we did was we started to look at venues and that helped us sort of narrow things down and and give us some boundaries. Hey guys, Anthony here, bringing you another podcast today and uh, I'm very excited. I had the pleasure of speaking to Rhiannon, who is a former bride and uh, she married Yusuf last year in November. A massive party. I think there were around 300 guests. So it was a, a very big event for her to organise and she and Yusuf did such an amazing job. One of the things, uh, one of the biggest challenges when planning a wedding and one that probably brings most anxiety to couples is preparing your guest list. Can be a tough thing to do. So we asked Rhiannon how she went about preparing her guest list and she offers some really great insights and some great tips on how to do it. So enjoy and uh, we hope that it is helpful to you and of course reach out if there's anything that we can do to help or if there's any other topics you think would be really useful. Thanks guys. Hi Anthony. Good morning. Rhiannon, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good for a Thursday. Good. That's, I didn't get you up too early to get to work, did I? No, not at all. I'm actually uh, I'm actually quite a, a morning person. I, I do like getting up early. Oh, that's good. I just heard Joe complaining because he's on standby today and he had to keep his phone on, but he wanted to get a sleep in and some telemarketers just called him when he's not happy. Oh, bad timing on their part. Bad timing. <laughs> How's he going? All good? He's really good. He's just working a lot. With Tiger Air still? Yeah, yep. So doing a lot of flying hours. Yeah. Obviously good, but, um, you know, tiring for him too for at sh- the moment. For sure. Yeah. I, I flew Tiger Air recently and I thought of him. I actually tried to sneak him you know, or have a peek at the cockpit to see whether he was flying. Uh, do, like, if you end up having to fly, just, get, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, really good to hear your voice again and, uh, and thanks for making the time. So it's great. You're welcome. Today we speak to Rhiannon. The pleasure to speak to you, of course, Rhiannon. You got married last year in November. You know, tell us a little bit about the day and uh, how it all panned out, and uh, and then we can roll into some questions about how you went about planning for the big day. Mm-hmm. I think when I look back on our day, it was better than I could have imagined. I think as little girls, you grow up with that image of what your wedding is going to be like, and I have to say... It wasn't anything like that, but in a really great way. I hope for everyone it was as much of a party as it was for us because that's what we wanted and I think that's what we were able to achieve. Um, For sure. Yeah, it was very much us as well. So we, we didn't do anything that you know, was necessarily about being traditional. It was everything we did was, um, I guess it meant something to us um, and for us and for our family. Definitely. And I think, you know, that party vibe that you had, and it was a great party, was really born out of your your own personalities. It's kind of, 
your guests went into it knowing that that's what it was going to be and they certainly made the most of it was my impression. Is that how you see it too? I think so too. I think definitely, I mean, I can't take credit for all the party vibes. <laughs> yeah. Right. My husband being Lebanese, um, I think the party vibes just built in them. Absolutely. Um, and I'm of a different cultural background and so yeah. we're really conscious about being able to um, throw a big party and enjoy our day with um, with people from, you know, all different backgrounds. Um, a lot of people had travelled into state. And so I think there were some people who probably had an idea what to expect in terms of going to particularly, say, a Lebanese-style wedding. Um, yeah. but there were a lot of people on my side who probably had no idea. Um, and I think, I hope, they were very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> And it certainly was a massive party. It was. <laughs> in terms of planning for a wedding, mm-hmm. I mean, it can be overwhelming um, because there mm-hmm. is so much to organise. Yeah. If you can maybe, you know, reflect back on the first hour of going, okay, this is real now, I've got to start preparing this wedding. Um, do, I mean, do you remember that? And, uh, and how, you know, how did you proceed from there? I think planning a wedding... I found was much harder at the start than it was sort of leading into the actual day because you're a bit deer in the headlights um, and everyone wants to give you their opinion, which is so beautiful, but it's also a little bit overwhelming. Um, So I found that the first few hours where Yusuf and I sat down and we tried to talk about what we wanted, what was actually really hard because we're planning something we'd never planned before. Um, and, it, you know, it, for me, I likened it to inviting 350 people over for dinner. <laughs> wow. How do you do? How do you entertain them, you know? So I think I was a little bit nervous at the start. And I think the first couple of months of planning was, was challenging. I won't lie. It really was challenging. But once you have those main suppliers booked in and – I could talk about our suppliers all day because we were really careful with who we chose to work with yep. um, and they were amazing. But once you have those suppliers booked in, it's incredible how much help they can actually provide you, not just for whatever service they're providing, but, you know, recommendations or I've seen other people do this and it work, worked really well or I've seen people do that and it didn't work so well. Yeah. So that, that became really – they became a wealth of knowledge far more broad than I would have expected. And so I found that as we got closer to the wedding, I was actually pretty calm, pretty relaxed because I I knew it would work out in the end. Absolutely. And it certainly says a lot about, you know, hiring professionals who have years of experience that they can offer you. Like it's just so much more than, like you say, the service they're providing but, uh, you know, their wealth of knowledge is what you're buying into as well. I know that, you know, one of the things that you did do, and mm-hmm. reading over some of your emails, you say that your sister, that you were useless at organising, but your sister was amazing and she helped yourself and Yusuf with this, you know, planning. How important was your sister in the end? Um, I think it's my best friend, Eleanor, probably. Okay. Yep. Um, she was incredible. Um I think Eleanor and I, she was, she was my maid of honour. She was my best friend. She just gets me. 
she was one of the few people that I really kind of sort of tried to, to draw some experience from and some advice and some recommendations. Um, yeah. I did try to limit who, you know, we would talk to people about it, but in terms of asking for advice and that sort of thing, we tried to limit it so that we didn't have too much information to make us feel a little bit confused. It's important to have people who are honest around you because, yes, it is yours and your husband's day, um, yeah. but sometimes you can get a little bit tunnel vision, and it's nice to have good supportive people who can, you know, really diplomatically say, you know what, that sounds great, but have you thought about this? Yeah, so definitely. one of those people. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You can get lost in all the options and you need someone to pull you back sometimes too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you could Because you could go on and on forever and you could throw money into the air and, you know, you need someone who's going to just go, okay, let's have a little bit of a reality check. Yeah, so. definitely. So reach out to a sibling or a, uh, a sister from another from another mother, so to speak, yes, in your case. that's exactly what she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah excellent. <laughs> Looking back, you know, everything at your wedding came together perfectly, as you know, and it was a great party. Mm-hmm. You chose your guest list really well, of course, and for most couples, you know, you know, writing a list of your guests who you're going to invite is probably, and I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this, one of the most stressful mm-hmm. parts of organising a wedding. Was that the case for you and Yusuf? And um, and how did you go about saying, you know, yay or nay for, for each person? That was the probably the hardest part yeah. of planning a wedding because you want everyone who means something to you to be there and to enjoy it with you, but there is always a limit. Um, it was probably easier on my side in terms of guests because I have a a smaller family. Um, I have a, I'm not originally from Melbourne, so I have a lot of people who are travelling interstate, and I knew, therefore, there were going to be some people who unfortunately couldn't come. So that kind of made it a little bit easier for me. But for Yusuf, he has an extraordinarily large family, yeah. people who have been family friends and friends for many, many, many years, and yeah. it was really hard. So we had an idea how many we thought we well we probably started with a, a broad brush idea of how many people we we'd love to invite in you know the perfect world yeah and then what we did was we started to look at venues and that helped us to sort of narrow things down and and give us some boundaries so yeah we right our perfect reception which was white night receptions in Maidstone yeah we loved the venue and we talked to them about what their capacity was, not just their capacity in their room, but what's comfortable for people, because yeah. that's also really important. Yeah, definitely. People understand that there are limitations, and if they weren't invited, you know, generally, you know, they just understand. Uh, was that your experience? I think so. I mean, yeah. we were really worried about it. It's always that idea of, I don't want to upset anyone or offend anyone, but I honestly believe in this day and age, people understand, you know, how expensive it can be to, to yeah. have a wedding. Um, and so I, I really honestly feel that people are much more understanding than what we think. We always feel like we're, we're going to offend somebody, but I think nine times out of ten, we don't. And for those people who do get a little bit upset, one thing you have to just accept is you can't please absolutely everybody. Yeah. And if you try you'll only end up not pleasing yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and the task of, you know, 
having that guest list becomes a whole lot more stressful, which you don't want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it's important too, you know, some couples make the mistake of kind of doing the unofficial invite to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you really should try and avoid doing that, shouldn't you? Was that something Definitely. you experienced? Definitely. Um, I think for for us, we, we've sort of set the expectation very early on that we were going to do formal invites to absolutely everybody and we really wanted to get written RSVPs back from everybody because with the sheer number of people we had, which ended up being over 300, it it would have been too difficult to track um, and we were right. on our own. So we really had to, I think, having that paper trail and knowing that everything is, you know, there's an exchange of invitation and there's a return of an RSVP card and that allowed us to keep track of who was able to join us and, and who wasn't. So we largely avoided those problems, but we really set that expectation early. So you've got your guest list, which is fantastic. Yeah. You finally got through it all and you got your, uh, you know, your replies, you know, who's attending. Mm-hmm. I think you know you know where you, where I'm going with this question, perhaps. But then uh, the, the next part is deciding who's going to sit where and with who. How did you How did you work that out? <laughs> <laughs> because we had a, a Lebanese wedding, let's say, and we had the big entry into the reception. And I am not Lebanese. We started off by saying, okay, well, we would like Joe's side of the family to sit closest to the doors because they will know what to do in a Lebanese entry. Yeah, right. That was the first, like, I think the the first step we took was just to say, okay, we're going to try and sort of situate certain groups of people in certain parts of the room just so it really brings the most energy. Um, And then my side could really follow on. Um, And then... it was really about, I guess, the closest family and the closest friends and yep. sort of starting them sort of closer to the dance floor. It wasn't even about being close to us. We just wanted everyone to be around the dance floor, really. Yeah. Um, and, and then we just sort of had to work backwards. Um, it's hard because you always feel like, I really don't want that person to be sitting at that table, you know, towards the back, but somebody has to sit there. Yeah, and yeah. To be perfectly honest, and I don't know, Anthony, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think many people were sitting at that table at our wedding. I was just going to say that. In the end, that you know, I like your thinking, but, uh, yeah, the truth is everyone was on the dance floor anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, excellent. The other part, of course, is deciding now your, your bridal party, and you had an amazing yeah. bridal party. Um, again, that can be tough, you know. How did you go about meandering or even choosing, you know, your bridal party? I think that was probably one of the easiest things for Yusuf and I. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, maybe it's because we had talked before we got engaged, we talked about how one day we would get married. And yep. I don't know about him, but, that you know, those th- thoughts certainly sort of started circling in my mind. But yep. for me, those three women that were in my bridal party, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. I knew it. Straight away, um, it was the, I, it wasn't even a decision to be made. It was, I knew who I wanted to ask. And the only, I guess, question mark for me was that one of my bridesmaids uh, lives in London. Yeah. And so, obviously, I wanted to ask her, but I didn't want to put any pressure on her if it was going to be too difficult for her to come. And she was so beautiful and gracious, and she came, and she had the best time. And, um, yeah, I think Yusuf would say the same, that those three um, men that he had standing next to him are the three 
most important man in his life, probably apart from his his dad. Yeah. Um, but like it, it was sort of a, a pretty um, easy decision, I think, for us. Yeah, sure. Well, you're fortunate because some couples yeah. have. You know, uh, always the one person that they wish could have been, but for whatever reason just wasn't yeah, going to be possible. Yeah, we were definitely the lucky ones because I have heard that. I have heard that. And we were also very lucky that our our bridal party was just so supportive. You know, I have heard that people have struggled with one certain person in their bridal party and it, yeah. we did not experience that at all. Um, so I can't even offer any advice about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was so fortunate not to experience that. Yeah, cool, cool. Excellent. Some good tips there. What was one of your favourite moments, thinking back on the whole day? I think one of my favourite moments, and I kind of feel bad because this was at the reception and not at the church, and I feel like (laughs) we forget that really getting married is about, you know, actually the act of getting married. Um, But we'll just skip over that for now. Um, (laughs) For me, it was our entry into the reception. Yeah, um, so definitely. We had drums. We had, I think I counted 16 musicians, um, seven from interstate, uh, live band, we had a singer, we had pyrotechnics. It was, it, and this is all my husband's doing. I, I had no experience playing something <laughs> like that. So I really, you know, tentatively left that in his hands. Yep. And I was really... Um, you know, I was worried that my guests, you know, on my side might not understand what was going on or, you know, it, it's so different from, I guess, other weddings I've been to before. And so I was just a bit, you know, nervous that well, maybe they might think this is all a bit over the top. But walking in and dancing in and the flames going off and the drummers surrounding us and seeing all of those people on both sides yeah. on the dance floor, yelling and screaming and clapping and stamping their feet. And that that was hands down the best moment of our day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. A very special moment, particularly when two families come together like that. So true. And that's really what it was. It was it was no longer my side and his side. It was, this is, these are our guests. These are our, all our family and friends. It was, it was ours. And that was really special because it was really, it was solidified in that moment, I think. Yeah, and and captured by us, of course. Yes. And um, <laughs> tell us, you, you know, how you felt watching it all back. That was quite emotional and really funny because there's so many things you miss during the day. Yeah, for sure, don't um, you? It, yeah, just watching it back and feeling, I guess, those feelings again, you know, like I watched the the moment my dad and I walked down the aisle and I you know that's quite emotional because it's a really special moment and I'm an only child so that's the only time my dad's ever going to do that and so knowing that was really special and to but to watch it back from a different perspective was really nice and um, seeing our beautiful flower girls and our page boy and you know how cute and excited they were and and then getting to that the you know the dancing and and just everyone really letting loose it it invoked so many different emotions as you got to different parts of the day and so we really enjoyed it i think we cracked open a bottle of wine um, (laughs) i think yeah Um, (laughs) right and we watched it all and we like 
it was it was so great. It was it was so fantastic. Oh, yeah, loved it. Now you've you know you you planned your wedding. You you got through it all. Still smiling, of course. And I know you've got some really great tips for couples who are currently planning their wedding. I think my first, and if I could only give one tip, this yep. would be it, and that is to choose your suppliers really carefully. Yep. And when I say that, I mean do your research, and that's really important. But go and meet with them because you can meet with a supplier who has the most amazing work and has the best recommendations. And but you have to be able to connect with that person on a personal level for sure. because you are spending the day with that person or you're working with that person in the lead up to probably the biggest day of your life, certainly to that point. Um, and so there was not a supplier that we chose that we didn't have a really great personal interaction with. Every single one of our suppliers, we would highly recommend to any person because they were really, really great people. Not yeah. just great at what they do, but really great people. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And the second thing I would say is just to remember that everything will work out in the end. And I can sit here and say my wedding day was perfect. That doesn't mean everything went absolutely perfectly, you know, to what I imagined or what I thought I wanted. Um, it was the little random, you know, things that happen during the day that you don't account for yep. that can really make things special. Like one of my favorite moments was when I was dancing with my dad. Um, Yusuf was dancing with his mum, and my goddaughter Ivy just like came out through the dry ice out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. and, and sort of interrupted the dance because she thought, you know, it was time for her and I to dance. Yes, and I do remember that. I, I loved that. Like, I, I, you know, it wasn't planned. It, you know, I wanted that moment with my dad, but it was so special and beautiful and unplanned. So just make sure that you, you know, try and relax and remember that um, because if you don't, you, you're going to miss the day. You, It's going to fly by. You'll miss it. Um and that'll be a shame because it's a lot of work and a lot of planning and a lot of energy to sort of miss being in that moment. Great. Thank you so much, Rhiannon. That's some really great responses. Yeah, no, I, I feel really flattered that you asked me to be involved. So thank you so much. No worries at all. Thank you again. And say <laughs> a big hello to Yusuf for us as well, okay? I will. I will. I will. Thanks, Rhiannon. See you soon, Anthony. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, some really great tips from Rhiannon and we of course really appreciate her time and I hope that was helpful. Reach out to us if there's anything in particular that you'd like for us to discuss and we hope that you will listen on to next week's podcast which is going to be super interesting and we can't wait to get it out to you. Stay tuned. Thanks guys.